0: Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey, gang. Today we're going to talk about swimming. Yeah, I know. We're in the middle of January, and it's pretty cold outside. Who goes swimming in this kind of weather, besides those crazy members of the Polar Bear Club who dive into the ocean when it's the coldest day of the year? Well, I just thought it would bring you some warm thoughts. Maybe even put a smile on your face, if we took a moment to look ahead to summer fun instead of worrying about snowstorms to come. As many of you know, I grew up in New Jersey, so for us, the ocean was always just a half hour or so away. And for many garden staters, the thing to do each year was to go down the shore, as we called it. Yeah, I know, I know, we left out a preposition. The proper grammatical way of saying this should be going down to the shore. But hey, we grew up in New Jersey, so we're entitled to mangle the English language, right? Yeah! One thing I did observe about this quaint tradition of ours, of course, was the fact that every family had their own favorite watering hole. For us, if we went down the shore, it was usually Asbury Park. You know, the place that Bruce Springsteen made famous? Well, we were going down there way before Springsteen ever played there. Besides hanging out on the beach, we also did the rides at the amusement park. Our favorites were the funhouse, the carousel, and of course, the bumper cars. You know the thing about bumper cars? Any red-blooded young man growing up in New Jersey could usually claim that he actually learned how to drive by going on the bumper cars. (laughs) That's saying a lot. It also explains why New Jersey highways are such an exciting adventure. Well, anyway, as I was saying, many families have their own favorite watering holes. Ours was Asbury Park. Others, like my friend Jimmy down the street, went to Lavalette or Seaside Heights or maybe even Point Pleasant. Others went as far south as Atlantic City or maybe even Cape May. But here's the other interesting part about our family's swimming preferences. Usually if we had our druthers instead of heading down the shore, we'd often prefer to go up north and hang out at the largest man-made lake in Morris County called Lake Apatkon. You see, my old man had been going there for years and years, dating back to the time when he was dating my mother. Their social crowd used to take excursions from Bayonne, New Jersey, up to Lake Apacon. So they were already big fans of the calm, peaceful lake waters, which were a far cry from the hustle and bustle and noise of Asbury Park. And if you wanted amusement park rides, you could go to nearby Bertrand Island. So they really had it all. The only thing missing was the boardwalk. And that didn't bother us at all. Their favorite spot was a small private family beach on Lake of located near Mount Arlington. It was called Lee's Park, and it offered a small, very clean, intimate swimming experience. Surrounded by beautiful shade trees, which Asbury Park did not have, you could either lay out on the beach and work on your suntan there, or retreat to the cool shade under the trees and they even had picnic tables so you could bring your lunch or buy something from the concession stand on site. There was also a little pier for small sailboats and motorboats so they had everything covered. The one big difference between Lee's Park and down the shore was that this was in a somewhat rural setting so the sanitary facilities were still rather old-fashioned. If nature called you'd have to make a long trek up the nearby hillside where there's a ramshackle wooden building that served as an outhouse. And yes, indeed, it was a six-holer. Three holes for the girls and three holes for the boys. Ew. Well, I'll tell you. After going to the lake and using these primitive facilities, we gained a new appreciation for our modern plumbing back home. Ah. Now, of course, we can't let this very erudite, learned discussion about Lake Apatagon go by without even mentioning the most important thing, and that's the swimming. Believe it or not, you could actually go swimming there. And you didn't have to worry about being swept out to sea by giant waves, pelted by seashells in the undertow, or being eaten alive by sharks. That was what was nice about swimming in a lake. And the fresh water was a lot easier to deal with than salt water, believe me. As a kid, one of my favorite things to do was take an inflatable raft out and just lay on it for what seemed like hours. The soft, gentle rocking motion of the waves would just lull me to sleep. And in fact, my whole body would be so mesmerized and conditioned by that rocking motion that when we finally got home later that night and I climbed back into my own bed, I could still feel that same motion as I dropped off to sleep, imagining I was still out there on the lake, bobbing up and down on my little floaty. Now, my old man had a different routine. After changing out of his street clothes and emerging from the bathhouse with his swim trunks on, he would head right out to the deep end, dive off the pier, and then swim out to something we called the elephant. Or maybe it was a horse, I I don't remember exactly. It was basically a large beer keg decorated with ears and a tail that was anchored by a chain to the bottom of the lake. My old man would climb up out of the water onto this floating metal barrel and attempt to ride it for about five minutes or so while the waves buffeted the keg and kept it rocking and rolling back and forth on top of the water. That was his tradition, his routine every time we went to Lake Opatcon. I guess it was his way of proving that he still had what it takes to ride what looked like a bucking bronco way out there at the deep end of the beach. Maybe it was a rite of manhood, a test of your strength and virility. Who knows? But it was his way of diving right in, into the cold, murky water off the deep end, and showing everybody what he was made of. When I got older in my teenage years, I found myself venturing on my own into that same deep end and trying to duplicate my old man's famous feats of endurance. The elephant was still there, bobbing up and down on the waves and taunting all who dared to climb up and take it for a ride. Things hadn't changed much, it was still as slippery and unpredictable as ever. Many generations had come and gone, and many people had tried to ride that same bucking bronco. Yeehaw! And now it was my turn. I grasped the narrow rim of the barrel, about the only place you could get a handhold on, and hoisted myself up. And I soon discovered the serious challenge that this posed. Trying to stay upright on this slippery beast was no easy job. In his younger days, my old man was known as Superman among his old army buddies. I suppose it really took that kind of power to tackle the elephant as he did. As for me, I was still in my 97-pound weakling stage, so I didn't have anywhere near the strength and stamina that he did. But I did my best, hanging on to that metal monster for at least a minute or two, before inevitably sliding off and calling it quits. It was probably the longest two minutes of my life, but it was worth it. I'd finally managed to conquer the elephant on my own terms. Maybe not as long and as valiant as my old man's ride, but I did it. I succeeded. I followed in the old man's footsteps and vanquished that slippery floating beer keg in the middle of Lake Opatkon. That was a day that went into my own personal history book. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on Buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.